Welcome to Sports Trebuchet Podcast, Issue 4, Episode 4, uh, the Brett Favre episode. Ew. Ew. Nasty boo. Brett Favre was... I don't wear Wranglers. Top five quarterback from Southern Miss. Um, <laughs> Nick Mullins uh, is number one. <laughs> yeah, I think we have Mullins just surpassed him. <laughs> uh, welcome to Sports Trebuchet, as I said. Uh, follow us at Ed Sports Trebuchet on Twitter. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, please, so we can have more than like four listeners. Our wives are sick of hearing this. Just, I'm just play it on <laughs> my loop in my house. Me. Yeah, it's just it's honestly it's a stress on our relationship in general. So whatever you can do to help, uh, we appreciate it. And since we are sports trebuchet, uh, I'm going to start out with a question for Josh that has oh, nothing shit. to do with sports at this all. This is early. Okay. Yeah, it's super early. Do you think it was coming late? I you mean, you mean to ask late? I didn't know what it was coming at, so throw it at me. It's we don't want to bore sport. people by leading off with college basketball, so I figured we could Fuck start you. with that. <laughs> It's not sports-related at all? No. No. Okay. So I'm going to tell you uh, just the brief story of how I got to this question. Okay. Okay, because I texted Kyle when it happened. I was driving home, and it was okay. like last week. So I was driving, and I was, I was exiting, and I got cut off by a truck. And, like, my first instinct, always getting cut off, or, like, if I'm in a jam and somehow accidentally cut someone off, is like, man, I hope I don't get shot, right? Because, like, it's a very real concern uh, in America and in Charlotte with so many country people really close by. It's like, like you never uh, know, right? Yes, definitely me. And so I'm always I, I, the question I was going to ask about is in relation to this initial thing. When I looked at the truck that cut me off, he had three decals on his back window. One was a cowboy riding a horse. One was a horse. And one was like ahead of a horse, like super, super horse related. I think truck. he likes horses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I figured with you marrying the resident horse girl, um, <laughs> that that maybe you could relate. And I thought to myself, like, all those horses, I bet that dude probably definitely owns a gun, right? But would he be more or less likely to own a gun than someone who has truck nuts? And do you know what truck nuts are? Yeah. And what I, I wanted do. to, and what I, I wanted, saw them he's once. genuinely excited about. Yeah, it. I saw them once, and I was like, "That looks like he's got a nutsack on his butt on his truck." I was like, "That's weird." And then I googled it to see if it was like something I didn't understand in like yeah. towing, and I was like, "No, he's just a balland." Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to ask is: there an England or European equivalent to truck nuts? No. There's not. No. No. There's not there's like not. a. It's uh, a great question. I thought maybe like it was, <laughs> it was like a. Like an English, like a Mini Cooper driving around with, like Boston Terrier nuts. It's Boston, so I guess. I no, it's just it's just two biscuits hanging. It's two biscuits. <laughs> it's a tea bag and biscuits. <laughs> That's exactly what. No, well, it's not. All right, we don't really have we don't really have many car like any kind of stuff on our car at all in terms of like you know like all these college stickers that you guys have all of the sports stickers all of the different shit you have on your cars. Like, yeah. We don't really have any of that. Like, you'll quite often see... Is that so you're not a target when Ireland bombs you guys? I mean, sure, 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we... Especially on game day, if you're, like, if you're traveling somewhere, you'll see, like, a bunch of people with, like, their scarves hung up in the back of the... On, like, the back window or stuff like that, like, sports-wise, but generally, like, stickers, stuff like that. There's not really a lot of it. It's really only just... So, so then... The European equivalent, because you've at least been around other parts of Europe, right? Right. Is there, and I'll use an example, 
Um, the Fast and Furious franchise, really, really big with the Latino population. Sure. Right? And when we lived, uh, when Sarah and I lived in Mexico, you'd have someone who was maybe in a nice car, maybe in just like an absolute beater of a car with lowered like the rims the fin the, like the body kit that's scraping the cobblestone and just ruining it yep. and like all of that bit is there demographics that lean towards certain car modifications in Europe like do uh, German people have like extraordinarily jacked up trucks for no reason at all <laughs> like it just or or um they for some reason are using Ford yeah they're yeah for some reason I am American yeah they yeah, most, yeah, all the factories got shut down after World War II, so they had to lean towards us. Over the Volkswagen Beetles. Or, like, France, do they have, like, always have, like, big rims on their cars or anything? Not really. Like, just from an English perspective, like, if you have the ones with the body kits and shit like that on, you know for they're always going to be beater cars. They're always going to be old yeah. shit cars. And you know that they're going to be owned by a lad aged 17 to 19. See, okay. You think they're badass. Yeah, because... And, like, do their car up. And it's just, like, a really bad go-kart. Because I think for, like, our age group, that age group was right. And it still kind of is. But, like, one of the guys who ran, me and Sarah, helped run us across the border down south where we got to avoid a lot of, like, the tolls and stuff. The wolf. The wolf, essentially. It's a coyote, though, you idiot. Um, no one cares about a wolf they won't fuck with them but a coyote like you hate them being on your property uh, you see the relation um, he drove like a, an F-150 and it was in good condition he kept it like super super clean he was a neat freak about his car it definitely had blue flames on the side it had the entire back window covered in the um rosary beads and virgin mary decal and there was a native american woman uh uh what is the uh the paint that's like all soft touch shit um oil paint no 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 like uh whenever you'd see like free biggie and it's like spray painted on a shirt it's got a style i forget the name of it oh, it's like God, a um like jet set radio back on the it's it's, it's similar too but it's not as sharp it's more like a powdered edge air airbrush airbrush it's airbrush. an airbrushed air Indian woman lying half naked across the back of the tailgate with like mountains in the background, and we rode in this truck See a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. And, and this was, was this was your wolf. This was our wolf. Very very. Yeah. Uh, his subtlety isn't cool, really matched. Cool. It's ironic, Dude, given he, how out there his car is. So his name was Oscar, and he was like, he was also one of the only people that spoke like perfect English because he had. If you're going into Mexico. It's technically a lobo at that point. That you you are right. Yeah. What's the <laughs> That's the Mexican word for coyote. Coyote. Um, he he spoke really, really up? good English because he lived in America. He lived in America. <laughs> he lived in America for like 12 years and actually made his way to North Carolina, got deported. Made his way back into North Carolina, got deported again, and he's like, I'm just going to stay down here. I'm chilling. And he was just like... I'm good now. All I did was like he worked on farms here. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad to know that uh, North America has the dumb car mod like market on lock, which is there is there is there are hundreds of cars I'll pass every day that wouldn't legally be allowed on the road in the UK because of the shitty condition. Just because there's a shitty condition or the mods they have on them. So at home they black lights underneath. Well, we're, also, we're also in a unique experience because South Carolina is so close to us, and they don't. 
uh, require state inspections, right. which is baffling. So, like, you could literally be just, like, spewing. Tennessee doesn't either. Really? Yeah. yeah so we're surrounded by it. So all like, these mountains are like, It's the same thing for us. Like, we have to do something called an MOT, and it's the exact same thing as, like, an inspection, like, just to make sure it's, like, fit right. for standard. But there's also a whole bunch of stuff that you guys have on your cars that's illegal at home. So, like, you know when you're driving on, like, the Ford F-150s and they have those big metal barbells at the front, like, the big metal bars? That's yeah, the grill. Like the, the grill. Yeah. They're illegal because during crashes, they they up that like they put the rate of, like, fucking someone up from, like, 10 to yeah. 100. Like, if you get hit by one of them, they're just going to crush you. Well, and, and there's also and not, like, All of millions. our Land Rovers and shit. Like, all of our Land Rovers and farmers and stuff would all have them for towing. But they had to only use. They were. They, they made them illegal for work. Oh, so like just the just normal people. grill, no big deal. But the one that has like the cable and everything in it, those heavy duty ones. Yeah, those the are ones that are built for that stuff. Like they had to get their like the farm. Like people who have them on like proper Range Rovers and shit, they had to take them all off when they're on the road because they were just like. They were taking your life chances to like zero. Yeah, no, because they, they just, and they weigh a ton. Yeah, so like because. I've seen one drop off a truck before because it wasn't installed correctly, and the amount of sparks that flew up was, it was almost just like watching a miniature car on fire in the middle of the highway. <laughs> you thought that Goldberg was going to walk through Yeah, it. Goldberg actually yeah, stepped through it, <laughs> took a deep breath, um, and instead he ripped out a transmission instead of hit the jackhammer. Um, so, and then quit uh, WCW. And then quit WCW. And then it injured Bret Hart. I did see someone that was like... Hall of Famer. Uh, a quick aside before we get to college basketball talk that was just like what what has died or got cancelled that you'd like to see back and you see like Firefly or like uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica I don't think I actually saw that one. I made that up but um it's just but shows like a community you know whatever uh, Arrested Development Six seasons someone put WCW and I never realized how much I missed WCW until I mean I knew but that was just like man Go back on the network and watch like the really late WCW. Still, the still problem do. with WCW is it's like, just it having had a something shelf else, life right? from the minute that, from the minute the NWO ran the show, it had shelf life. Like just like just like the way like Ring of Honor have got to be super careful with Bullet Club because if they get to a point where they run the show, like Ring of Honor will end yeah. up like investing too much. Just like WCW did. Yeah, well, that's why I get old and leave, they were fucked. Well, I think New Japan does a good job of keeping those separate too, because it's not the only like they've all nailed it so far. Yeah, they've and and it's not uh, it's a cornerstone, but it's not it's not load bearing. If the Bullet Club left, New New Japan would be fine. It would lose some of the market share because of whatever. Anyway, let's go sports because everyone else that tuned in uh, by the three people, I mean like Kyle and Dallas, uh, Jack and. Phoenix. His mom. Jack's mom and and sister. Cool I forgot man. about that. Our wives. I'm just doing a shout out to everybody that's listening. Wait, I can't even get my wife uh, to listen. Let's to do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Kirk in South Carolina. Uh, I'm gonna make him listen so that he retweets to his subscribers. Jeff from Michigan. Uh, good shout to him. Uh, let me see who else. Bad here. fantasy football team. Bad, awful fantasy football team. Um, who you dropping this week, son? Yeah, just other than another game. How's your spreadsheet? How's, oh man, he's in a not like that. That's fine. He's never gonna listen this far. He is, because I guaranteed him Big Ten talk, which I'm sneaking up on all y'all. Well, that's not. We're gonna spend 25 <laughs> minutes on Rutgers. Great. Um, all right, so uh, 
it started yesterday, right? The college basketball college season? basketball season started yesterday, officially. Cool. So before Kyle gets started on a little bit of talking about it, I don't know what he intends to really talk about, whether it's Syracuse-specific or the whole kind of season preview-ish or just kind of what to watch for. Um, but where we stand on college basketball, uh, Josh can't be bothered, uh, which is understandable. But I don't get it. You don't get it? Well, so like – and, and for team. me, like I'll watch college – listen – I'm so excited for the season to start on March 1st when it matters. When it's when conference it, tournament When it's time. conference tournament time. Because then the I'll week, watch. What about the week before when you get all those small conference tournaments going? I'm there. I'm the ready to see where the SWAC's going to see in the tournament and who they're going to lose to and just which 14 a gross – fa- Yeah, which gross – Yeah, which gross uh, – uh, uh, matchup they're going to get when they face like a down and out Arizona that'll beat them by 60. Um, but Kyle's the biggest college basketball fan uh, I know, I think. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it's kind of like a holiday to me when when basketball season starts. I'm yeah. growing up in the North, being a Syracuse fan well, for and, as long as I've been alive. And don't you do the Hanukkah setup where uh, the first week of college basketball you're lighting a candle? Or is it they put out a candle? I don't know how. They did like candles. I don't, think, I don't know how it works. Uh, menorah. Okay, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> not Menorah Suzuki, but Menorah College Basketball. Um, all right, Kyle. Uh, Go for it, Mike. So, yeah. Um, so, obviously, the season started yesterday, and a lot of good matchups to start off the year. We had Florida State beating Florida, which kind of crazy to have that in-state rivalry to start the season. I don't, Josh, you probably don't know this, so a lot of, in college basketball, what they do is you schedule your out-of-conference schedule, and you don't usually pick too many crazy tough games, because you're trying to build your resume for the end of the season to get into the field of 68 at this point, um, if you don't win your conference tournament. And how many games are in a season? He doesn't know that. Uh, there's... 30 to 35. Okay. Uh, it's kind of up in the air depending on how many, if you get into like a, a preseason, or they call it a preseason conference, or a preseason tournament or something like that. But it's not really preseason, it's just early season. Um, but so they, they do, there's a lot of schools that will schedule a few marquee games um, just to up their resume as well. Be like, hey, we played, you know, some really good competition. Uh you wouldn't think that you'd open up your season with a Florida State, Florida, or the other two games, which is almost mandated. But uh, it's called the Tournament of Champions. But um, yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, but you wouldn't have thought that Florida State. For those State not able would... to see, uh, Marty was giving a jack off motion. Yeah, yeah, to the Tournament of Champions. It's <laughs> yeah. just so pretentious. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, the first game out of that was Kansas versus Michigan State. So this is number one Kansas against number ten Michigan State. So number one is the best team. Yes, top twenty-five, a lot like college football. So I've got betting odds in front of me on odds checker, okay, which gets all the betting odds of cross site major betting sites, and they have Duke Blue Devil Blue Devils as you the favorite. The, no. the Blue Devils are they're one hundred and first. Okay. Kansas a second. So how do you feel about that? So. I'm sure that this changed after last night. Okay. Um, it may first be, yeah. of all, preseason rankings, uh, it's done by the AP. It, it's not... The same people that do college football. Yeah. It's, okay. It's preseason. It doesn't mean shit, really. Um, people have betting odds, and that's fine. That's Or people have their, their rankings. doesn't mean anything. Betting odds are going to continually change throughout the year. Sure. Um, 
but the rankings will not change until next week. Maybe. If somebody loses, maybe. You know, we might have somebody fall. Um, but Kansas, number one. Michigan State, number ten. Uh, Kansas ended up winning. Michigan State, even though they lost, they're going to be there at the end of the year. They're always there. It's Tom Izzo. It's the most frustrating. Michigan State. You can guarantee at least Sweet 16 out of them usually. It's year. weird that Kansas drifted after winning. Um, Did they not play very well? No, they, they won by three points, but it's the fact that Duke, number four in the country, beat number two Kentucky by 30 points last night. Okay. Yeah. Now so it's I just, get it's, why. Yeah, it's, it's more that they went up than anybody and else. And as drifted. much as I hate to say it, Duke is going to be really fucking good this year. They recruited better than I've ever seen them recruit this past year, where they got four of the top ten players in, in high school basketball to sign with them, including the number one, two, and three. And they put on a show last night. They did. They Now, I will temper this with Kentucky doesn't always... I, I don't have the greatest feeling for Kentucky just because they're, they're a one-and-done factory. They bring in these freshmen that will stay a year and then go to the NBA. You also hate their coach. Yeah, well, that's the part of it too. You know, they're 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 one one and done. Cal Perry, I do not think he's a great coach. So here, hold on. Oh, no, I was gonna have him pronounce his name. Did you hear what he just said? No. Okay, so Duke's head coach, Coach K. You always hear we're in we're in Carolina, so you always hear that shit. That's his real last name. That's why they call him Coach K. Okay. You gonna take a shot at that last name? Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski. It's fairly. Close. It's not. It's not far off. Krzyzewski. I mean, I watch European football all it's the time. It's made name. I'm lucky yeah. enough to be. You know what? That's a good. You know that's a good. Yeah, and you said you're a huge fan of the Polish team too. So that oh yeah, sense. avid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't get enough. Two <laughs> jams. Give me that Robert Lewandowski any oh, day. Oh boy. Um, so I kind of wanted to go through like the top ten, kind of get your thoughts on. I know Marty, you might have some more thoughts on this. I'll give um, you loads of thoughts. I want. I want your thoughts. Your Uninformed thoughts. I want them. So 10, Michigan State. Kind of just went through them. Um, number 9, Villanova. They're coming off an Didn't they win? Yeah, they won last year. Oh, they won the whole thing last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't have all the players, obviously. They have people Here, go, to the NFL, go, to the NFL, go to the NBA. Um, well, this is this is different. This is not the, the AP poll that you're showing. Uh, I've, got, I've got my... 10 on the odds anyway, and they're all matching up, so I'm um, good. Okay, well, either way, I'm just going to have this up here. Okay. I'm just going to literally read everything about oh, everything. God, Syracuse is so far down. Syracuse is actually 16th in the country. Really? <laughs> yes. You are 50 to 1 to win the whole thing. Yeah, hey, they've got, they've, got the, uh, they've, got not, they've got a chance. They really do. Uh, North Carolina is number 8. They're always going to be there. They recruit like crazy. They're a blue blood. As much as I hate to see it. Here's the first kind of Surprise if you're kind of looking for blue bloods. Number seven, Nevada. Good, man. It's because they have those two brothers, the Martin kids. Yeah. They are fucking awesome. They're going to be so much fun to watch this year. Uh, they got a lot of love after their run last year, um, and they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. How can you not love them being called the Wolfpack, too? That's true. Yeah, Nevada. I love Wolfpacks out there, though. NC State's the Wolfpack. Yeah, but this is the Nevada's Wolfpack you me. told me about, so I'm... But, but also, like, if I'm going <laughs> to fuck with somebody, it's going to be a North Carolina wolf, not a fucking Nevada Vegas wolf. wolf yeah. Like a Nevada wolf. Sound, like, it feels like they've had a harder go. I agree. 
You're right. There's more a lot of wolf talk. More here. snakes. Yeah. There's you know a lot of Welcome wolf sports talk. wolf, you say? <laughs> that's, that's, your, uh, that's your episode tagline. Wolves. Um, number six. Good old Rocky Top, Tennessee. Gross. Really? Yeah. Who's their coach now? Um, I'm pretty sure it's Rick Barnes. The Tennessee Volunteers. Is it really? Yes. Rick Barnes finally left Texas. I have he left Texas a while ago. Really, Conzo Martin is there, is is a uh, Texas head coach. Remember Conzo? No, I don't. VCU. Oh, not Conzo no. Martin. Um, Anthony Grant. No, 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 no. Shaka, Shaka Smart. Smart. Shaka yes, Smart. I remember. Conzo Smart. Martin was the old Tennessee coach. Okay, sorry. I was gonna say because I was like, I was sorry. like, I don't think that's sorry, the sorry, guy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, Rick Barnes is now in Tennessee. And Shaka Smart's at ten. I knew Shaka was at Texas. I guess I yeah. didn't think about it. But I guess Rick Barnes, I never. Yeah, he went there a couple years ago. Weird. Uh, um, and so they'll do one. They'll have one Final Four appearance, and then he'll just disappear off the face of the earth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but they have probably one of my favorite names in college basketball as one of their best players. Admiral Schofield. Admiral Schofield. Oh, you know that what? Is this is name. this is a point. Before you continue, uh, we were going to do a segment of the most Red Dead Redemption name in sports. What's that guy's name? Admiral Schofield. That's that is pretty an close. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> that's a banger. And he's that's, a six six two forty guard. Yeah. If we come across some more talking, then we'll think of him. But so far, that's who's winning it. Uh, number five, blah, Virginia. I don't know how they're that high after losing to UMBC. Well, how many did they return from that team? Oh, they returned quite a few, but they lost two. They're the first number one seed to lose to a 16 seed ever. Yeah. And they got blown out. Do they don't have a special name? They're just Virginia? The Virginia Virginia Cavaliers. Cavaliers, Cavaliers. okay. Um, They have probably one of my least favorite people in college basketball, Kyle Guy, on their team. He's that dude as a freshman. He had a man bun. I'm not even sure. Oh, he's he's a clown. Oh, I, I see a picture of him. Yeah, right I'm not a huge fan of him. <laughs> he's an ugly twat. Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, number four is Duke. Obviously, that's they're going to be going up uh, throughout the year. They're going to be a team that's going to be tough to beat. Um, oh, God, guy. There Whoa. he is. What a douche. What a guy. No. He, looks, he looks like a shitty bartender at a club. Looks like Macklemore's. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> he does. He's Macklemore's DJ. Oh. <laughs> Backup DJ. Road DJ. Oh, he's the worst. After four and after meth. He's got a very punchable face. That idiot. No, you love Tyus Battle. Battle's the best. Okay. okay. Um, Tyus Battle is a Look at, right look at Mike Dunn for South Dakota State in the top 20. Oh, he's good, man. Um, number three, Gonzaga. Standard. Uh, right? Yeah, they turned into a national power. I'd like to see them do something in the, in the tournament. Uh, they do have a real fun... Um, They've got a really top top-notch player, and his name is Rui Hashimura. Um, Japanese? It's like half Japanese, half black. I think that's sick, dude. Like, yeah. there's not enough Asian he's, representation uh, in basketball, so like, I'm here from, for he's it. He's from completely. Japan. Um, he's six eight two thirty. He's a fucking six eight in Japan is bonkers. He's dude. half black. He's why did you Why did you whisper that, Kyle? I don't know. Why did <laughs> I? <laughs> He's black. No, he's, he's, a, he's a tall dude. And he's good. He's really fucking good. Um, they also have a guy named Joel Ajay. Oh, Yaye on their team. Not Joel Ajay. Joel Ajaye. Instead of a J. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you round out the top 25, or top 10 with Kentucky at number two. 
still not sold on them. We'll see what happens. And number one, Kansas, they're always going to be strong. They're yeah. They got Azabuki back as their center. Um, they did lose like uh, Graham, but they should be fine. So I think reload. I think that, um, and we'll see if uh, the listener agrees. But like the fun part about a lot of this introducing you to some of these sports and different teams is we get a chance to try to retrofit it into the Premier League. And like okay. and and so and so like when he's saying blue bloods, right? Because we talked about this in college football off the podcast, but there's there's like a list. There's the Premier League six, right? Right. Like your 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 uh, Manchester's. They're United, always good. Liverpool, but your do your bloods ever change? You mean not very often? Well, Kansas and Kentucky are there. They've always been there. Duke has always been there. North Carolina has always been there. Michigan State's a pretty new. They, I mean, well, like Gonzaga's one. So Gonzaga's one that's in a smaller conference, and so Gonzaga for a long time teams. they were uh, successful. Good name. But they didn't have like the competition that a team like Kansas did. So they weren't taken seriously. But they'd always come into the tournament with like three losses because well, they they were one of those teams that they had a they had a really great point guard in the. Early '80s, late late '70s, early '80s, and uh, and John Stockton. Oh shit! I didn't know Stockton. Yeah, Stockton, Stockton was his son went there too afterwards. And had a Sunday. Played pretty well. Yeah, he's, he played pretty well. Did his dad assist him at all? <laughs> all day long. Uh, so Stockton was there, and then they kind of had a fall off, and then in the late '90s they had a real magical run where they were in the NCAA tournament where they didn't have the players, but they made it to like the Elite Eight, and. They shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't have been there. But then all of a sudden, they started to grow their popularity, and they started to get these guys that could legitimately play, like Adam Morrison, who was a terrible NBA player but a great college yeah. player. And they started to build their cachet. Where all of a sudden, and then they started playing great competition to start off the season, and now they're one of the best teams out there. Yeah, and 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 there's like college football success can help a smaller team get bigger. But it's got to be over time. Same thing with college basketball. But like a good example of this is uh, VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond. It's like a small liberal arts school. Mm-hmm. And in like oh, was it oh six that they beat Duke in the tournament, or oh seven? Yeah, yeah, with ups- Eric Mater. They upset uh, a blue blood. Okay. And it was like, wow, this is crazy. And I think they went to the Elite Eight that year, didn't they? They went. Fair. They may have lost the ne- the next round, yeah. or or something like. But they but they knocked off a. A perennial power. It was a huge splash. The next year, their uh, their applications for enrollment like almost doubled. So it immediately led to growth for the school that they ended up pumping back into the basketball team because in this case, that team was one of the only like major sports teams that they had. They didn't have a football program or anything else to pump money into. They also started to get a little bit of national notoriety after that. So they started showing their games on TV a little bit more. And all the, when you get a little bit of visibility, some all of a sudden... Can snowball. Right. All of a sudden you start to get better recruits. Yeah, better a, good, recruits. a good player in uh, dipshit Mississippi, if they see on ESPN VCU, they at least know what that is. Where before then... No one had really heard of VCU that gave a shit about college basketball because so they weren't on the on the radar relative. So you like, get these guys that yeah maybe they might get an offer by Ole Miss or Mississippi State, but they're never really in their plans to be a really to, to play until their junior senior year or you go to VCU and start for freshman year and be a major factor. So I think that if you want to 
retrofit that into football European wise that would be more player based so like for the same thing for you like getting that that win and like putting a college on the map yeah. the World Cup and the Euros and stuff like that is a way for a player to get on the map yeah. in the same way like, Kylian Mbappe they can go and play for like Nigeria and like be incredible and like they could be playing for some South African team and someone then will be willing to take a punt on them right. in the Premier League. And then, or yeah, seen what yeah, that makes like, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that like in college basketball, like, yeah, Mbappe was good, you know, and people knew of him, but his oh, yeah. cachet just went through the roof yeah. after the World Cup. This and, and with with college basketball and world football in general. There's kind of a lot of similarities in that, like, a player can make a team. So, Davidson locally here was a relative unknown, and then Seth Curry happened. And Seth gotcha. Curry, yeah. and Seth Curry, Steph, Steph, Jesus, Seth his is, Seth's is his brother. brother that's not as talented. No, <laughs> but the Mavericks signed him anyways. Um, so Steph comes in, and they don't win the tournament. I don't think they you even. The Sweet Sixteen. I mean, they, I mean, I'm sorry, they didn't advance far in the tournament, as I meant to say. I'm sorry. Well, so they went to the Sweet Sixteen, but like, there's definitely smaller or same size relative programs that have done better. But VCU made it to the Final Four one year. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, yeah. But it helped Davidson's enrollment now, and it launched Steph Curry's career because what he was doing, he was playing in a weaker league in general, but he played uh, a team in like. Maryland, I can't remember what it was. Maryland, Maryland Eastern Shore or something like yeah, that. Yeah, who decided to put three men on him. So it was five on five, and three men were guarding him at all times during the game, and he still hung like 30 on him or something like that. It was Damn. fucking insane. Yeah. So, so like, a player can make a team the same way in the World Cup, where, like, the more Poland, since we talked about Poland, is not a bad team because they've all grown together. So, like, you have teams that are blue bloods. Yeah, and even star, though, Poland. Yeah. Lewandowski. For sure. And so, like, like Duke, for a long time, was kind of that Poland. They were always good, but they never had, like, one dude that was so incredible above everybody else. Right. Now they're starting to get those kids. Duke? Yeah. Duke's, Duke's always had powerful teams, but have they... All right. Grant Hill? Grant Hill is not that good. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking... All right. I'm strictly speaking in my viewership here, which started basically when I met Kyle. For college okay. basketball. So Duke always had a rounded team, but I felt like they never had a Kevin Durant. Do you know what I mean? Like what Durant okay. was to Texas. Okay, well that's just transcendence. Um, you didn't watch the 90s and early 2000s no. Duke teams what? because, I mean, that's when he had Elton Brand on there. Gross. And he was great. Shane Battier was a great college player. Great defensive guy in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they were great college, but Jay Williams, before he got hurt in his car accident, or motorcycle accident, and ended up having to do competition. So that's just the thing. There's plenty, there's probably plenty of Polish players that are great world players surrounded by their people that they grew up with and going mm-hmm. through the camps with and everything. Steady. Yeah, Poland and camps Poland is kind of a weird thing. That's kind of weird. Steady thing. old. But um, that's yeah, that's a rough. That's a different podcast. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna holocaust us a sponsorship. I yeah. tell you that much. Oh boy. Right so uh, this this podcast brought to you by Gillette. Gillette. Wow, Kyle <laughs> Gillette is all I was gonna go with, and you went full board. Uh, Sorry, can't I don't help. even know where to go from there. So um, we can talk about blue bloods. So blue bloods. 
in the English Premier League, if you're going to go there, would be more classified as not the top six, but the teams that have probably been in the Premier in the top flight the longest, right? Yeah. So they don't have to have the most money. So, for example, Arsenal have spent 99 seasons in the top division of the football of English football. Straight, straight, consecutive. Jeez. Everton what if, what if they got spent, relegated right before 100 <laughs> how great would that be Everton are at 64 Liverpool 56 Manchester United 43 Spurs 40 Chelsea 29 like you can see the significant drop off at that yeah. point yeah. and just to show how recently Man City got good 16 they're that's true. That's years true. Man City was pretty shit. About they were dog before yeah. they got bought out. They used to so be like, the punchline, right? Like that's what I was yeah. from Kyle and Dallas when he was he's a Manchester United fan. He always shit on City, and then all of a sudden can't shit on them anymore. Yeah, City City's <laughs> shitting on everybody. Yeah. Shitty, so I think that shitty. would be I think that would be the closest thing to Blue Bloods, so sure. to speak, like the ones who have just got the longest yeah. tenure. And what's kind but, of what's kind of neat um, in college basketball, and it's not exclusive. College football has this a little bit too. But sometimes you'll have, like, I think it was South Dakota or it was maybe a North Dakota team. And it was a couple of years ago. And they only, I think, won one or two games in the tournament. Which is going to stay, probably. It was really significant for that program. But in the big scheme of things, in the other teams, it was kind of nothing. But the way they did it was their entire team was basically seniors and juniors out of the, on the four-year like spectrum. And they recruited those guys to grow together over four years. And you could see the teams, they'd win this many games, and they won a little bit more the next year, and a little more the next year. And then they were dominant when they were seniors relative to their competition and were able to field like a really good team. And these guys had played for four years, which is why, like, the Kentuckys and a lot of much faith in Kentucky. Yeah, the, it's hard to have faith in Kentucky because all these dudes, for the most part, are playing with each other for one year only. And that's it. Right. And not only that, but the way they play isn't necessarily a team game of offense. It's a dribble and dish. Like, it's a drive and dish They're 18, 19-year-old kids instead of 22-year-old kids who, you know, a little who, more... Who are also, who've also been told their entire life that they're the fucking best basketball players. So, like, they'll still share. They still fit that scheme, but it's... Kentucky plays It's in a lot of ways... It's It's... Yeah, it's ugly it. basketball. It's, it's, it's drive and dish. It's, it's, I hate it. It's a. Uh, it, but that's it. Styles make fights. Yeah, which I think they, I think it's just like if you're gonna go for long term success, like in England, the English national team are only just starting to get this, and the US a few years behind, but they're doing it too. You watch the dominance of the Germans and the Spanish over the last like ten years, it's been the same and you watch them, and you go through, and they've been playing together since they were fifteen. And they've been like built up slowly, slowly, and we've started catching on about five, six years ago, and we're starting to reap the rewards now with like a World Cup semi-final appearance, and people are like, "Oh yeah, these are the ones that came through the eight under eighteen championship, under nineteen right. championship." Where player A knows exactly what player B is going to do in because it's something they've done all their life, and yeah. you guys are probably five years behind us because you're starting to get the youth. Mm-hmm. But you haven't got them starting to play together from the from a young age. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a case of bringing them together consistently. I know now that for the next very five recently years. they did start doing with the uh, with the U nineteen or whatever it is. Uh, you know, Weston McKinney and Tim Weah and all those guys were playing together. Zach Steffen, they're all playing together, and now they're all starting to show up on the on the yeah. men's national team. So we're starting to to see. Because you're going to see that over the next like four to four to six years, the English national team will go from half decent to 
very good because yeah. we've won the under 18 World Cup, under 19 World Cup, and like the under 21 or under 20 World Cup in the last like three years. Well, that's what so I So they're think. the same people that'll be at 2022 in that joke of a World Cup. But it's kind of <laughs> interesting too because you have a lot of countries that have that same, that are using, trying to use that same plan now. And like, uh, I'll keep referencing Kyle from Dallas because he listens, but also because like <laughs> he, uh, he thinks, loyal. well, he thinks that like Mexico in this next World Cup is probably and actually I don't think I've even asked him about this next World Cup but he had told me years ago that this cup, this World Cup this year was like going to be a pretty good year for Mexico because those dudes had grown together right. and because they had also won like a major tournament for their under 18s and it was that same team coming up and you could see a lot of young players on that team doing some shit which is really exciting um but it's going to be interesting with like in four years. Let's say they're at like their peak, you know, like a, a performance. But it just so happens that like five other countries are also at their peak. Right. With England coming into stride, and then Germany and Spain doing their thing, anyways, and then France is young and they're getting better, and all that other shit. Like Mexico's still going to be left out because yeah, because the English are winning are winning tournaments under nineteen against the Spanish and the Germans and the French, and Mexico are winning it against. The U.S. and Cuba. That's going to be so like, disappointing when they still like this. World Cup for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so rough for us. Yeah, I don't, I'm under no illusions, dude. I like, uh, uh, at least we'll be competitive now. Li- which li- is like, listeners, um, experiencing this year's World Cup with Josh for the first time, a World Cup with Josh, and he was dog just dogged the English team over and over because he didn't want to get his hopes up. And I swear to God, the minute that they got into the round of 16. He was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to trust it. And, and then they won a penalty shootout. <laughs> yeah, they won a penalty shootout. And, it was like, and he came in with his face painted at work with the fucking Union Jack and like yeah. was just all gung-ho. He brought in three stuffed lions. Full suit, <laughs> like a full suit of armor. <laughs> yeah, he actually adopted three kittens and brought them in to be mascots. They shaved shit them, everywhere. Shaved them so that they had a mane. <laughs> Even had the queen over as a special guest. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have to get her on the podcast. No, he just put on royal garb on his wife. And a <laughs> Wig and just, it's the queen, everybody, um, with a stuffed corgi. <laughs> One final spot about ba- basketball. I want to touch on Syracuse because it's my team. Um, they are senior, la- senior and junior laden. Uh, they return everybody from last year, a team that went to the Sweet 16. I fully expect them to finally not be sitting on the bubble at the end of the year, which will be really nice for my sanity. How strong is the ACC this year? Oh, they've got seven teams in the top 25 right now. (laughs) They've got... But if if they're that, which we believe they're going to be that strong, if Syracuse is the seventh, that still should be a shoe-in for the tournament. I think that Syracuse will be top four in the ACC, though. Top four. They've got probably one of the best defenses... So behind Duke. Behind Duke, uh, probably UVA. Behind UNC. Really? Yeah. It'll be a shootout, I think, between those four teams. Because um, I also don't know how good Duke's going to be against the zone. Yeah. It's a very long zone. Plus, you got young players that have never seen it. Even they're really good. It's yeah. going to be the first time they've seen that. And Syracuse has a seven foot two center manning the middle. And For now. He played all last year. Yeah, but I feel like. Any center ever since what's his face for the academic eligibility? Fat Mello. Ever since Fat yeah, Mello. Yeah, no, see, Fat Mello is good. And then he finally oh, got yeah. it through his no, head. No, no, don't do that. That <laughs> um, 
Where did he get shot at? Brazil. Oh, that's why. Oh, he's Bra- yeah, that's where he's from. That's that's very on brand. Um, Walter's wet. People get shot. And the world turns. But yeah, I expect them to be top four in the ACC. Probably not win the ACC tournament. I expect them to go at least six, Sweet Sixteen in the in the NCAA tournament. They have an outside shot of winning. I don't know why. There's no reason why they can't. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it's at some point. You gotta get hot at the right time. That's what that's yeah. all that, that and that's a discussion for another time and what makes a good NCAA tournament team. But cool. Well, well, I'm sure we'll be talking about it a lot during the season too. The just uh, with me constantly asking you why they lost the game. <laughs> yeah, um, the constant whipping of Kyle's ass. And yeah. so the uh, the combination of the the Premier League retrofit and everything is going to work perfectly into our next topic. We're going to talk about the uh, the soccer or the European Super League. Um, that apparently I had only learned about last week and had been a topic of discussion since 2016. And we don't have to spend much time on it. Um, but, Josh, you want to summarize what it is first? Sure. Because you'll be able to say those teams' names better than I. So, <laughs> Der Spiegel came out last week. Last week. They're a website that are kind of like WikiLeaks for sports. Uh, with a bunch of information on If the it was basketball, it would be Wiki Sneaks, just to be clear. Oh. <laughs> Good one. He's finished. Um. That's all for us, guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Kyle's jumped out of a window. <laughs> Didn't even think they were that soft to jump out of. Anyway. Kyle's got a hard head. Yeah. Super League. See Syracuse. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's through okay. my computer. See <laughs> Jacksonville. See so, Blake Balls. Um, <sighs> So this conversation has actually been going on a lot longer than 2016. In an official rumor format, it's been going on since then, but people have been talking about this since I can ever remember. Since money started getting crazy, it was getting... People were talking about some kind of league like this. People have made this kind of league in football manager mods. Like, they've gone all in, like, it's a fun idea. But the idea is disgusting in practice. Yeah. Is that what that so, World League mod's loosely tied off of? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, what they're planning to do uh, is have a 16-team competition. Uh, they're going to take teams out of the current European leagues and have them in a group stage and knock it, knockout round beginning in 2021, is the rumor. Um, it would have, and here's the best part, it would have 11 core founding members the rumours are that they are Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Juventus, AC Milan, and PSG, Paris Saint-Germain. So all five of those English teams, were those the teams you were just listing with the years? Where's Spurs? Everyone were at Chelsea, right? Spurs aren't in there. Valencia aren't in there. Uh, Borussia Dortmund aren't in there. But they'd leave yeah, their Premier League, right? First. They would leave... The Premier League. So yes. in this in this situation, Arsenal hits 101 years in the Premier League, and they're like, Bye. and then bounce. Yes, this this is the best part, right? They would invite five guest teams at the beginning of every season. However, the founder clubs would be immune from any kind of relegation and guaranteed spots in the league for 20 years. So completely waters down the Premier League. It doesn't only water down the Premier League, but it waters down every other league in the con- in the world, really, in Europe. And yeah. it also it also means the end of the Champions League. That yeah. is entirely gone. So this not a fan. Here's what I'm I'm curious is, and and maybe it's because it's just a, a 
a rumor kind of at this point, but like if if a guest team, which was one of the uh, uh, Atletico Madrid, so if they're a guest club, right? Yes. They leave their league. Yep. And come play. Yep. And let's say they they stay up. Sure. And they play for two seasons, and then they get relegated. Where do they fit when they go back to their own league? Well, they are, the they're issue, not going to be right? welcome back. Right, That's because the they thing. just burnt their... Yeah, and we've seen that happen. Like, back in the day, Cardiff and Swansea, when they became a team, and they were like, okay, this is how it is, like, Cardiff City are a football team, they had to decide early on whether they were going to go to the Welsh Premier League or the English National Football League. And they chose to go to the like the English side, and that's it. Like they're cut off from the Welsh Football League. Yeah. Good for them because yeah. Swansea and Cardiff are the only big cities in Wales, and they did the right thing. But like, no one's going to welcome these teams back if they get relegated from right. this league. No one will. Right, and 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 to be just devil's advocate, right? Like in twenty-one years, Manchester United gets relegated, and they're finally eligible to get relegated. They're now a team without a league, and then they go back to the Premier League, and who in twenty years, which the will change a lot of the power structure. Yeah, who's gonna be like, yeah, you know what, we'll go down one, and y'all can come back in, take yeah. your rightful spot. The thing is, is like be back of the bus. Yeah, right. I don't think yeah, I'd be allowed to be They start, right. they start back at the very bottom, and, and everybody club, leaves. Club, like club, uh, you completely destroy the team because then everybody would leave to go somewhere else where they could be visible yeah. and get not only money. that, but like I understand why they want to do it. Right, they want to do it to get TV deals that are going to be astronomical in terms of the money that they will pay, and they want to be able to go across the world, tour the world with these like with this league. The problem is, is that, and we've seen it before, and we'll see it if they try and do it now, that the Champions League is an attraction because it's a one-off thing. Like, you may not see Manchester United play Juventus again for another five years, and that's why everybody is excited to see Manchester United play Juventus. When you see it twice in a year for the next 20 years, it's not... Yeah, I can see anymore. that. Well, then also, they're not going to play too many games because it says that they would be divided into four groups of four... Exactly, and, and so so, are you going to limit it to they only play their groups? It's like a group stage almost. Because yeah, it's, it sounds like a half baked TV idea, like yeah, that the repercussions of because I think honestly, I like the Premier League is going to be fine, right? And like I bet you teams like I don't know, is it Leeds right? Is in the championship, mm-hmm. so Leeds. That heightens their chance. They're they're more likely now to get promoted. Mm-hmm. So that's a win and get some of that and Premier League money. Thing, but they're not going to get the, but they're not going to get that huge TV money that they used to get in the Premier League because, because the, the money because draws are gone. Are gone. And, so, and the thing is, is like they they'll find out very quickly that these attendances that they're expecting to get and the TV tuning like attendances as opposed to the viewership they're expecting to get won't be there because since this has came out. Everybody across Europe, all of these teams' fans are like, absolutely not. Anybody who is German is pissed at the idea of Bayern Munich leaving. So, like, sure, they could get, like, 50,000 people in a stadium in Japan, but they're not going to bring the money that an entire German infrastructure in Munich gives them every week. Like, it's not... I think it will bite them in the ass yeah, so it's, bad it's, if they do it's, it. Uh, it's kind of like the two in the hand, one in the bush thing, and they're taking the one in the bush, and they're going to end up maybe 
you'd maybe end up with Bayern being a better world brand. Cool, that's a win. A win for merchandising, a win for TV. But you've completely burnt, let's say it's a quarter of your fan base at home. You've neutered the Bundesliga. Right. You've, yeah, you've, yeah. yeah, if you destroyed the validity of that league. Well, that's what would happen with the Premier League, too, is because now you're taking out five of their biggest draws right there. And now you've got so so. Let's say that so is the Premier League brand not strong enough to survive it? Not without those five. Like I think they would be strong enough. But I feel like the money isn't going to be there. And I feel like if a team wins, little asterisks would go next to it because well, yeah, they won, but they didn't have to deal with five of those powers that have always. And then you know what will happen next, right? Within ten years of this league being a thing. What will happen is that the winners, the the big, the new big three or the big two in the Premier League will get so big that they'll probably be able to beat them on any other day. And then how, like, because it will build itself back up because the football pyramid in, in Europe isn't going to disappear. Yeah. People are still going to go to those games. And if anything, they'll treat all of these clubs like MK Dons. And that will be like, they will be, they will be the black sheep. And people will go to these other teams and they will isolate anybody who's a fan of these and it will become almost like an embarrassment to support them well, and because I, they're essentially a franchise at that point. And I wonder, and not to disagree for disagreeing, um, but I think like Premier League restocks, right? And it still improves and is good and retains its old... If you want to just put a pure grade on ability across the league, it gets back up there. But if they think this money is drastic enough to do this, the Manchester's, the Juventus, all them, wouldn't it, by the money that they're making, potentially allow them to, it's basically a touring Pro Bowl, and they've got fucking all-stars up exactly. and down. Top I think that would happen, is they would sign all the great players right. away. So you have 20 teams, or I'm sorry, 11 teams that are going to have first pick for a transfer fee because they can afford that are basically all outbidding everyone else in those domestic mm-hmm. yeah until Wait, until so those domestic like, until those domestic until those domestic leagues put in restrictions saying that those 11 can't sign them Oh. Ooh. <laughs> you see what oh, I mean? Like, and these are gonna. Oh, that would be so. Do you know what I mean? This is just, you're just like, sorry guys. This Ugh. is just me. Imagine what the FAs are thinking. They're they're like they're, they can go way more devilish than me in one go because this is. Well, I think I saw a headline round. too that FIFA came out and said that they'd be banned from the Champions League. They would just they, because they, they, they wouldn't, the Champions wouldn't be a thing. I mean, that's why they they think they're trying to keep the Champions League afloat and saying like, well, y'all are fucking banned if you're looking at like. And Bayern Munich have came out and said that it's absolutely not true too. Yeah, they have said verbatim, FC Bayern Munich stand by its membership of the Bundesliga, and as long as I am chairman of the board of FC Bayern, also by the club competitions organised jointly by UEFA and the ECA. So we are unaware of any recent plans. So my question is, did the. Uh, Well, what if he ends up the way of like Leicester's owner? And then he's no oh, longer the chairman of the board. Bayern Munich are actually supporter owned. Really turn things through. on its head. They're, they're supporter owned all the way through. Okay. So there are certain teams in that list that are going to be that are going to be strange to just bounce. Yeah, I, I, because of the way they're run. It's it's weird because in a lot of ways, a lot of these teams. Because I really. The accessibility is part of it, but I really enjoy watching like Premier League soccer, anyways. Right? Yeah. Like I've I've become 
where uh, I am aware and know of the Brighton Hove stuff, but I'm definitely like not an expert. And I listen to a shitty podcast about it that kind of keeps me updated. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's fair. But also, if there's Fuck but, but if Liverpool and Man City are on, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. And like the other side of that coin is if Real Madrid's playing anyone in their league that's not Barcelona, I don't give a fuck. Like, and it's not because I don't give a fuck with who they're playing, but like honestly, I know a lot less about sure. any of those leagues, which is natural, and I think that's probably most American fans, because even if you're a diehard Bayern fan, you can't get all those games as easily as you right. can Premier if you're a Man City fan or a Watford fan or whatever. Yeah, because the Premier League has a deal with NBC. Exactly. Yeah, which was what we, we directly benefit from. That's great. You moved to the right country. You married the right girl. Because, Seriously. Because if you had been, you know, I don't know what the TV deal is in uh, Austria, but if you met an Austrian girl. I don't think it's as accessible in England. No, you can't watch a three o'clock kickoff on TV in England. Fuck. That's why we all go. <laughs> that's one of the biggest, <laughs> that's that's one of the biggest reasons we go. Is like, that's... Like the idea of showing a three o'clock kickoff. God, thank God the fucking good. It's not like that here. Although the blackout shit in. But you've also got to think of the fact that the US is a massive country, and the UK, like the UK, the Premier League's longest game is the Brighton Newcastle this year, like in terms of travel, Travel. and that's like a seven-hour trip via car, which is massive. But when you put into perspective of here, right, like it's nothing. Which is what like driving to DC. Which is what like ten percent of any university. Students travel to go back to school, right. like back and forth, yeah. uh, during the semesters. One last thing on this, though, because this is my favorite part. These eleven founding clubs are supposed to be the elite of the elite, correct? Isn't Milan kind of shit? Right? You would agree that if you're going to create a super league, they have to be the eleven best. Right. Three of them ain't even in the Champions League. They ain't qualified for it. But Chelsea didn't. Chelsea didn't. Milan Arsenal didn't. didn't. AC Milan didn't. None of them qualified for the for the UEFA Champions League. Do you think so those? You, do you think those teams? Like really yeah. yeah. Do you think those teams and AC Milan? Let me tell you that uh, the crest that they have is dog shit. It's a dog shit brand. Um, at me, AC Milan. If anyone's listening, <laughs> just at me. I just want to see anything. Um, do you think that would inspire them to be more like this then? When they have league, they're like, oh, we didn't make the Champions League? Maybe. I mean, it, it, it's they're losing that revenue. But how are they going to buy, like, how are people going to buy into them being elite when they, everyone knows that they're not even Champions League eligible? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Man U right now is having an issue. Manchester United, like, and, and any of these teams could fall out of grace. Like, if that, uh, if the shake at Man- Manchester City bails out next month, like, they're doomed. They're gonna sh- like what happens then, like yeah. legit. What happens if something really bad happens, e.g., the Leicester City incident? Right. What if that happens to the the Sheikh who owns Man City and that's like they're locked into a twenty year contract and they've got no money right. to spend because they can't, they're in so much debt and he can't afford it, like and they collapse. Then what? You invite a guest in, well, like it just it's so right. cardboard. Like it's just not. Yeah, it's it honestly it sounds it sounds like something that is fun in football manager and that's it like yeah. the practical nature of it there is no practical yeah, when, when you have zeros and ones moving across the whole world to play uh, matches it's no big deal but yeah. like this shit is uh, dog shit and yeah. going um, using that as a segue uh, dog shit let's talk about the college football playoff rankings <laughs> uh, so small um, 
small uh, pre. I'm gonna pre-talk for a second. Pre-talk. Um, pre-talk. I'm gonna pre-talk. That's a joke. What was it that Norm says? Pre. Pre. Um, so. Pre-ask you this question. So uh, I'm gonna do this in, tr- in as little words as possible, right? So for a long time, uh, college football was had multiple champions in years. Back in like the 50s, the 10s, the 30s, all that other shit. Because there was a lot of there wasn't really a governing board, and there were different polls. Okay. So. In the 90s, there was the BCS, and the BCS put it computers in charge. But the computers were judging off a lot of the poll, the polls um, data. Data, right? And so you had this thing that ended up coming up with the playoff because people were upset because what you ended up having is these polls. For instance, the BCS used the Harris poll. The Harris poll was voted on by the exact amount of members in Division One football, and each team was able to present a representative to submit their rankings. So what do you think is going to fucking happen when a University of Texas alum or former coach or whatever his relationship is has to make a ranking and his team's third by everybody else's metric but it's first by his is going to do with his polls. And so you'd have that skewing the BCS a little bit but you'd also have just like two teams and the numbers would go up to one. And so you're like, I, I, like one would be a perfect score if every single team, everyone put you at one or whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. So like uh, your first team would be like 0.935 and your second team would be like 0.932 and then so on and so forth. The second and third were really, really close in a lot of ways. And what would end up happening was teams would sometimes get punished because they played one extra game. So gotcha. like so like LSU would lose to Alabama and they're in a division in a greater conference. Because of that loss, their only loss that year, they didn't go to the conference championship, which Alabama would go to. On the other side of that conference is another division. And let's say that team went undefeated and Georgia. Georgia. And their only loss was to Alabama, same as LSU, in the conference championship. Well, because of the recency and LSU not playing that extra game, they wouldn't have a loss as their last game, basically. And it would keep them in that BCS sometimes above where Georgia would Georgia would fall because they had just, because just they lost. Had just lost. Right, exactly. Gotcha. So and was, the BCS would pick two teams. Those two teams would play in the national championship. So it was rigged as fuck, really. What? It's always going to be moderately like. It's, it's always going to be a little debate. subjective, right? Like until right. you, until, Every, yeah, yeah, until they do variables and pure math, and even then, until they there's, extend it to eight teams. Yeah, or eight teams, and even then, then the ninth team's going to be like, uh, "Fuck off, um, we beat the third and fourth team, but because we lost to the twentieth team in like the second to last week, we're fucked." Gotcha. You know, and the college football rankings is a board of considerably less members. I think it's twelve, something like that. That are voting, but like, guess what? All these motherfuckers still went to a university. Frank like, Beamer's in there. Frank Beamer's in there for Virginia Tech, and he's, uh, he's stumping for the ACC. Uh, what's her face? Rice. Condoleezza um, Rice. Condoleezza Rice uh, is in on the board, and like, oh shit. So, besides their measurables, the college football player ranking is stupid. Before I even start talking about it, for two reasons: one, okay. it's always going to be biased. 
And the other part, actually there's three, fuck that. Two is there's already <coughs> other polls, the AP being probably the most respected that are going on at the same time. So you have conflicting. We're one's seven here, but 10 here. So who do you trust? Well, since they're deciding the college football playoff, they're by default the most um, they're, legit. They're the, they're the poll of, of record. Right, they're the poll right. of record, which is bullshit. But also, that right now, in November 7th, they have fucking rankings at all when there's still four weeks or so to go. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucking retarded. Because now... And there was a real big deal made about that ranking thing. Well, there's always a big deal. There's always a big deal. But here's the other part, too. publicity. Like, yeah. And, like, there's probably a bigger segment that I can bitch about, like, rankings in general. Because rankings shouldn't be... Just like in the Premier League, they don't pre-rank the fucking teams. You just let them play. And it's different in college football because you can't play all all 127 teams. But to do that, as you look at it right now, right? So, like, University of Notre Dame's three, Michigan's four. Yep. So, that's great. That's really good for Michigan. And, like, everyone kind of expected, I think, this year to be their year, but it's still really surprising. Michigan lost to Notre Dame. So It was the first week of the season. It first was. week of the season. Exactly, yeah. That's when you jumped on the bandwagon for Notre Dame. Yeah. Not bandwagon, I'm sorry. You you're, you bleed uh, gold and navy. Um, I mean, yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon. So, I was told they were staying average. So, so, here's, so, here's the problem with it. I was. I was Mi- told they were average and now that's that. Michigan's, Michigan <laughs> looks really good. And I think uh, you can probably decisively say they're a good team at this point. Right. If that loss came into the first week of the season and it was to um, Kent- Northwestern. North- well, so let's take a team that's let's in the division. Than them. Okay, so Northwestern. Lower than them, but still kind of looked but, at as an okay team. And they lost in the same exact fashion. Mm-hmm. And it proceeded. Michigan is not fourth. They're sixth. Maybe seventh. Gotcha. And that's not to say that that's invalid, because their only loss is to a team that's ranked above them. Right. But I was gonna say, why are they ranked above them? Because they beat them. Right. Like now, but and like why? Lost. Why does it? But does it matter if both? If no, if Notre Dame just fucking tanks, right? Right. Uh, it's I mean, gonna retroactively hurt Michigan. Hurt Michigan, but not Notre because Dame loses to but, Syracuse. If Notre Dame loses, it hurts Michigan because Michigan got beat by Notre Dame. Right, and 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 the well, the dumbest stupid. thing in the world in college football is the transitive property. Even though it is the most fun because you can see like. Oh, really shit team beat, like, moderately shit team who beat just a little bit better team who beat just a little bit better team. And then it's like, oh, cool, uh, Central Michigan beat Notre Dame. You know, whatever. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of like, but they actually do that. They actually do the records on that. They actually put the rankings based on that in a small way. Yeah, right? so, yeah, because strength like, of schedule comes into play. So they really do do, like, a like at home, you'd be like, well, Farnborough Town beat uh, Lincoln in the FA Cup and Lincoln beat Everton in the FA Cup two years ago and Everton beat Man United this week and Man United just beat Juventus and Juventus beat Real Madrid so technically you're Lincoln City the best in the world yeah exactly yeah. which and is always actually, which, uh, which like which is funny because <laughs> as like a 7th so grader that was always fun and a good bit when you but wanted when to start a fight but sports. like that it actually has a kind of play right because what should happen That's is at the, end of the, at the end of the year you can collectively see how every team's done and be like oh cool that win against Florida State is not impressive so it's not gonna weigh a decision good or bad right 
and and here's a good example of the strength of schedule part, right? So like University of Central Florida, who won the national championship last year. <laughs> um, they haven't lost the game since they, they won the whole thing. No, game. okay, no, they went undefeated and they didn't get sent to the they didn't get put in the championship in the playoff because strength of schedule, things like that. Well, their athletic department declared them the national champions and they hung a banner. And here's and here's another here's another <laughs> note too. So their their postseason game, their bowl game, they beat the shit out of a team that beat the two national championship teams. Who were the national championship teams? So it was Georgia against Alabama, and Auburn Georgia beat both of them that year. Mm-hmm. So transitive win, UCF national championship, but. If they were in the actual playoff, would they win it? They would have had a shot. Like, it might have been a 1 in 12. And they're still really, really fun. But they haven't lost since 2016. And Kentucky might have gone bowling. They might have won six games last year. And they're really pretty good this year relative to what Kentucky's usually at. There's no reason that Kentucky should be above UCF, period. Okay. Except that Kentucky, they lost to Georgia. Georgia, But they beat Florida – Florida on this list. Yeah. Oh, there they are. Oh, they beat Florida, which helps. So that's better than UCF beating like uh, Temple, whose Temple is like good, but they're not. That's good. And SEC, they're not a conference. Like what's helping Syracuse out of seven two is that they beat number fourteen North Carolina State. Right. Like it's, it's and they lost to number two Clemson. Gotcha. So it's it's if you'd have beaten Clemson, you reckon you'd be like top eight? Uh we'd beaten Clemson, we'd be at least top ten. Who was the other loss to? Pitt. Ah, oh, fucking Pitt. In overtime. At Pitt, but yeah. Pitt, Pitt, coin. Pitt went and beat UVA this past week. Yeah. Now Pitt's leading that side of the, the conference. Yes, yeah. so, so, like, so, so like in a real statistical model, um, that works. The wins over certain people and the margin of victory and who you play is a good measure, but like the way the college playoff committee does it, it's not... It's a... It seems pretty fucking average because... What an, an analytical and S and P plus rankings is like my favorite because what they'll do is they'll punish you if you're a really good team and you're playing a really bad team and you should win by fifty and you win by forty. They'll punish you they'll because you because shit. you should have won by fucking by fifty. If you were not an efficient team, they will right. You'll you'll get hammered. Syracuse is fifty eight. Fifty yeah, they're fifty eight in S and P plus, but they're thirteenth. In, and in, in the, the college, yeah, in, in the polls, which is not to say that they're not a good team on any it's given day. Efficient. They could, right? So, um, the what so I wanted, to, what I wanted to focus on um, was uh, two teams in particular because I want those sweet, sweet retweets uh, by Jeff from Michigan. Um, Michigan is probably not going to make the college football playoff? Um, it depends on what they do. It depends. If they win out, they're in. I, no, agree. So they have at Ohio State. That's that's the that's the tough one, right? And then they're going to play uh, whoever it is. They have legends and leaders. I don't know which division's which. They changed it. They changed it back to west and east. Yeah, something like when that. When they added Rutgers and Maryland, I think yeah. they did. Um, so they're going to probably play Northwestern, Northwestern. though. Northwestern. Who's sticky, but... I don't think that if let's say they let's say they win out, which is good, um, and they win over Northwestern. I think that Notre Dame's probably if Notre if we're assuming Notre Dame's going to go undefeated, 
and we assume Clemson's going to stay undefeated. Mm-hmm. So there's two spots. Alabama's going to go undefeated, and if they lose in the conference championship game, they're still going to be in. Yes. Hands now, down. if they lose in the conference championship and Georgia wins, Georgia's going to go in over Michigan. And that's who they're – I mean, we've already, they've already been decided. Georgia and Alabama are going to be in the conference championship. Mm-hmm. So How do you want that? Why? Because, because, because just mathematics. Yeah, just like – so based on the records currently – uh, if they both are really, really bad the rest of the way, they've got enough wins in conference versus their other now, conference mates that if they'll win. Georgia it. tanks beforehand, loses some games. Let's say Georgia loses one game though, and then still beats Alabama. The, they're going to beat Alabama, who, by the way, is like death machining everybody. That's so, true. so they'll get in the top four. Like Michigan, I don't know if they put a two-loss Georgia team in over a one-loss Michigan. That wins their conference championship. I guess. I guess part of it's going to be how badly or how closely Michigan would beat Ohio State in this hypothetical. But also, if Ohio State doesn't lose another game between now and then. Yeah. Which um, I am just going to pull up their uh, the rest of their schedule. They have at Michigan State, which is, is fucking. So it's probably going to be rainy. That, that's, it always that's, a, that's a wild card game. Michigan State's not bad either. So they, No, here's – spoiler alert. They are bad. They're just fucking bipolar. Like, Michigan State okay. – um, The Michigan playing Michigan? Is that the one – is this the game you're talking about? Michigan or – We're talking about yeah. Michigan playing Ohio State at the end of the season. But Michigan played Michigan State recently, which is a huge rivalry. Okay. Um, but Michigan State is a team that uh, – I saw um, a meme that was, you know, the slaps hood, uh, yeah, the slaps the hood meme. Salesman meme. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, Michigan. <laughs> it was a guy slapping a car that said Michigan State football, and it said, um, "This bad boy can fit so much unfucking believable football in it, or like batshit crazy football in it, because they'll go and they'll lose to a team that is awful because they have no offense." Because they play to their opponent, but then they'll play a big team, and like their defense looks like uh, the the fucking Chicago Bears playing a high school team <laughs> for like three quarters enough to keep them in the game. You right. know what I mean? Like, and they're just they're uh, they're perennial like rug pullers. They pull the fucking rug out from people all the time. To summarize that that game against Ohio State, it's a total crapshoot. We don't know what team is going to show up for Michigan. Because Ohio State's also been kind of sketchy this year. They've shown right. they've shown only one big big flaw, but boy was it a big one. And they got yeah, their they ass got they got scalped by per- Purdue. Yeah, scalped. That's really uh, racially insensitive. So um, <laughs> you fuck. God, what a bastard. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I also wanted to talk about, like, so they, just a little bit, because we're coming pretty close. We're about to be as long as a Paul Pogba penalty kick, which is, Woo-hoo! been trying to fit that bad boy in here all that fucking that day. Woo! Ah. Look at you. Fucking draft me. Um, it's a shame that no one's listening this time. So do you, it really, you know what, or at all, to be honest. <laughs> Your wife's not going to be impressed. Um, yeah, I'm going to explain the whole bit to her. And the kid. Um... So, so just say no. Uh, tell me what you think was the uh, best Syracuse win this year that would make them earn a 13th spot in the college football playoff rankings. It's the NC State win. Okay. As the, and the the fact that they were close to Clemson. 
that that has a lot to do with it. And it also doesn't help doesn't hurt that the, the weeks where they were kind of knocking on the door, yeah. there was a ton of losses by teams that were in that twenty five to seventeen range. And then when they got up to nineteen, there were a ton of losses for teams that were in that 13 yeah, it's, to 19 It's range. kind of a war of attrition, I mm-hmm. feel like, for... Um, and and that's, the, 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 the polls are littered with teams that are 8-1, and 7-2 and yeah. two right now. And, and, and Josh, you'll, uh, you might hear the term Alabama fatigue. Uh, I heard Jeff use it today, but also I've heard it a lot in the last week because they just keep winning, and a lot of people think that's boring for the sport. But um, if you look at it from a... Uh, and not to shoehorn this in, but like a Premier League perspe- perspective, right? Like the 16th and 17th and 18th positions in that table is just are just as important races as the first, right? right? And um, for a lot of these teams, getting to a bowl game is really important because it's extra money, but also extra exposure because a team like uh, a team like Nevada, the Wolfpack, don't have um, a whole lot of TV opportunities for people to see in North Carolina. But in a bowl game, usually yeah, it's used in the nationally televised game, um, which makes me want to break. And also, if Syracuse beats number three Notre Dame and number seventeen Boston College and wins and, this week against and Louisville. hammers Louisville, do you think they have? And they beat Clemson in the. Oh, Clemson's got to lose, don't they? Uh, Syracuse isn't going to make it to the Syracuse to make it into the ACC tournament or ACC championship. Clemson would have to lose three games. And what was the number you said to be in the New Year's Six Bowl? To be in the top 12. Do you think... Syracuse is 13 right now. If Syracuse... If, if, if this is the final poll that's up right now, mm-hmm. and you have everyone's one out at this point, right, that makes sense, or stayed up that makes okay. sense, do you think that an undefeated Central Florida deserves that spot more than a, what would it be, 10-2... Syracuse team. Well, see, that skews because you, it, it wouldn't, it can't be that, <laughs> it can't be this ranking. This is, Syracuse goes ten and two because Notre Dame would be one of those wins. But Notre Dame would stay up. They probably a loss to Syracuse. Ooh, I see what you're saying. The Syracuse. Would jump okay, well, quit fucking ruining my hypothetical <laughs> with reality and just tell me if it came down between Central Florida or Syracuse, do you think Syracuse should get picked above them? Um. If Syracuse, UCF would be thirteen and zero because the conference okay, championship. Okay, so let's say UCF is thirteen and zero. Syracuse is nine and three. Let's say that they that Syracuse loses to Notre Dame, beats Louisville, beats Boston College. Yeah. Because um, if if Syracuse loses to Boston College and Notre Dame, yes, definitely UCF. Honestly, but if they beat if they what if they beat Notre Dame and lose to Boston College? You think they're for so sure? So they're nine and three, and with the win over win over Notre Dame. Yeah. Probably. Okay, and um, so here's UCF's wins. Well, I don't know because BC's the last game of the season. But only so only the top four teams can win the big boy, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so we're, we've moved on the rest because. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is that we're, there, there's, you've got to because there's a lot because of games that because the top two are like in the last the college football playoffs around for four years now. Yeah, and Clemson and Alabama have played in every one of. Them. So if if the top four happens, does fourth play? Third uh, or like, how does that fourth work? and fourth first, second, one, third. second place, place third. Okay, and, and then and as the playoff is gone, it's like a semi three matchups always really pretty fun. So, if one, it, so it's like a semifinal, right? Do they play? Do they play at a neutral stadium or do they play yeah, at like yeah. the bad team? Okay, because yeah, I wasn't sure if like Alabama 
for example, would host Michigan, no, and no, then they, Clemson would host Notre they Dame. They play it at interesting. I mean, by by ranking, it'll be like two is still the home team over three, but they're playing in fucking right. Dallas, Tempe, Arizona, Arizona, yeah, or, Arizona or something like that. Yeah. Um, so here's why I think that UCF would be above Syracuse because mm-hmm. they beat Pittsburgh. Okay. And Pittsburgh beat you. And Syracuse lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's fine. No, I I just, I just said that. No, let me say. Hold on. I don't think I was clear. They beat Pittsburgh. Um, they also <laughs> they also beat Temple. Uh, they didn't play North Carolina. They'll be twelve and zero the max because North Carolina canceled their game. Yeah. Because that shitty hurricane that wasn't if, even. If UCF goes twelve and zero and Syracuse goes nine and three, um, and that loss is to Notre Dame. I think that UCF is ahead of Syracuse. Well, let's bookend it with these. uh, Definitely going to probably change every single week bowl projections because I think there's a few cool, fun matchups, right? So these these bowl projections would be matchups post not not including the playoff, right? So where everyone else would fall and who they'd have to play in post. And bowls get to offer to teams to, especially like like the Belt Bowl here in, in North Carolina, they will most likely offer like a North Carolina state because they know they're going to get a lot of fans here for it. Right. Versus them uh, saying like, hey, San Diego State, come out here. No, because it's it's always ACC. It's ACC-SEC matchup. So instead of taking like Boston College or Syracuse, who their their fan base would have to travel, they'll take somebody closer. But uh, a lot of them do have both high-ends where it's like the second team in this division or in this... this, uh, It's kind of seated... Similar to how like Champion League, Champions League's bids are earned, if you play second in the Big 12 conference, you've got a home in this bowl game. Right. I thought it would just be like Georgia would take on Oklahoma, Louisiana. No, that is one well, of them. Oh, well, and that, that can happen. There's, there's like bigger bowls, and they'll take the bigger teams. Yeah, there's, That's why okay. they're called the New Year's Six. And there's three, there's three tiers of bowls, right? There's your playoffs. There's like... The tradition, the the really, um, that's your Rose Bowl, your Sugar Bowl, your Fiesta Bowl that are like, those are your big name bowls, but big sponsors. Sometimes uh, as uh, as they'll confuse it. You're gonna confuse it. Okay. So um, it's 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 stupid. But you have those like legacy like big time bowls, and then everything else is big for their respective fan bases for some teams. But they're other. They're usually going to be smaller um, sponsors. Well, there's a here. second tier in there too, which is like the Peach Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the not that are historical, but they're not like big time. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not the 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 four traditional powers, which are the Rose, the Fiesta, the Sugar, and the Orange. I'm having a hard time. Yeah, like, it's, it's, like, it's like I'm the champion of everything. Well, I appreciate that, but I want a Peach Bowl. Like yeah, and Peach Bowl champions. Peach well, but here's here's where Peach Bowl can come good, come um, come good, come uh, ripen up. God, yeah. now you've got get all peachy. <laughs> so it's going to be again between two highly rated rated teams. A win there is going to boost your cachet, and, help and, you out with recruiting. And like one of the project, like so one of the projected balls, right? The Festival is a big projected ball. LSU is like a traditional power, and they're projected to fight to fight to play UCF. If UCF wins that for UCF for their recruiting saying we beat LSU, we beat Auburn the year before, big time programs, it helps them immensely. It's a little bit smaller when you go to like shitty bowls and it's like 
uh, uh, Georgia Tech and Purdue. Be a lot of fun. But like, is a Purdue recruit going to be more convinced that because they because they beat Georgia ball. Tech? Maybe a little bit, but it's going out on a money at that point, and just to kind of celebrate the fan base and yeah, it's celebrating it's a, a successful game, season. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a winning season. A successful season. A winning season. Yeah. Here's the only bowl in game in third in the league. Well, I mean, not in your own conference. You're not, and you're also above 500. There are too many bowls, but I, I don't think there are too many bowls. I think that there's too many worthless tie-ins to those bowls. Because, like, the traditional SEC versus Big Ten matchup, and it's, like, the fifth best and the fourth best from each conference, no one gives a fuck. Let's have um, Cheez-It, who's a fucking sponsor of a bowl, highest bidder wins, you fucking pick which two teams you want to be in your bowl. And you come at Texas, and you're like, here's $100,000, come play in our thing. And then you go to... Michigan, who didn't make the playoff because they're going, they're not going to, and say, Michigan, here's $100,000. Come play in our Cheez-It Bowl. And their interest is in making money and getting the best matchup versus, like, Texas versus Utah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But here is one bowl that I wanted to point out, and it would be Syracuse going back to the Pinstripe Bowl and going back to New York uh, to play at Yankee Stadium. And it projects them playing Penn State. Oh, that would be fucking fun. It'd be huge, and it'd be fun, and there's an old rivalry. Right? Huge old rivalry. But here's the best part. Um, is more than likely two quarterbacks are going to die during that game because they have Eric Dungey at Syracuse and Tracy McSorley at Penn State who are suicidal when they run with the ball. <laughs> like, they, like if, if targeting is leading with the head, they're a targeting quarterback the way they run. Like, they're pretty much a dart flying through <laughs> to find an ass. And, like, they do every almost every time. I've shown you Eric Dungy high-kneeing somebody from Miami last yes. year. Yes. It's, it's almost, you know what, they are the quarterback equivalent of 205 Live. Um, <laughs> they, uh, for, like, they're just fucking luchadors. It would be really fun is it, when they play this game. It's in New York City, outdoors. There's a good chance it might be snow. It's going to be snow. So it's going to be, yeah. So it's going to be basically <laughs> like show. slippery mistakes. Yeah, it's, it's going to, yeah. They're probably going to be breaking and their own and other people's ankles constantly. Um, but if Syracuse plays really well in these last, if they went to the next three, I think they, they're a better chance of going to the camping uh, camping sports bowl down in Orlando, which is a no, prestigious camping sports bowl. It used to be the, used to be the Tangerine Bowl. Got name, renamed. Do you see the I theme here? Tangerine Bowl. Versus Peach Bowl. As opposed to... The orange Bowl, Peach Bowl, Tangerine. Bowl. Yeah, no one, you know one ever took off the Pear Bowl. No one took the Pear Bowl or... Uh, the sad. Apple Bowl? Oh, it's the Dragon Fruit Bowl. The Great Bowl. Passion <laughs> Fruit Bowl. Passion <laughs> Fruit Bowl. It's the Avocado Bowl. The Star Fruit Bowl. <laughs> uh, uh, God, I can't find the funniest fruit. Banana. Lava. Isn't guava is a, isn't that a fruit? Guava is the honey from cactus, mm, I think. The pomegranate bowl. That'd be a good one. Ooh, there is a um, poinsettia There is the bowl, poinsettia which bowl. Which always holds a special place because they play in that shitty San Diego stadium that can't keep the chart. They didn't, couldn't keep the chart. Qualcomm? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's probably best to end with the Kiwi Bowl. Okay. 